pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. The 18-yard box is wall-free. This is the inaugural My Three Subs Holiday. John Show with your manager, Tim Van Horn. Man! United looked awful. <laughs> yeah, they did. With the bottom dwellers. I got to see bottom yeah, dwellers again. Yeah, you get to say it today. Fine, I'll let you go. But if their opponent play, keeps playing like that, they won't be bottom dwellers long. We'll no talk joke. about that coming up. Uh, the Master and the Apprentice was the theme in the movie theaters this weekend. Yes. But even more so in North London. We'll talk about that big derby of Master and Apprentice and who came out on top coming up. Also, MLS 2020 schedule is out, and it's going to be a treat in the Southeast. Who does the new team Nashville take on i i don't know but i know we're taking road trips that's for sure we are taking road trips and hopefully i'll feel better right now i'm drinking lemon tea that tastes like lemon pledge <laughs> so anti the lemon tea come on but, get a hot toddy baby but i'm a gamer the shin guards are ready to go the shoes are laced up brody and i are standing in the tunnel we're in the center circle studio and this is my three subs we'll be back with today's kickoff from the center circle studios this is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. Well, look who's in the podcast studio today. It's the president of Financial Wealth Services and huge Memphis soccer fan, Hal Downing. Hal, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Listen, let's talk about Financial Wealth Services. What do you guys do? We are a source of capital, uh, almost a matchmaker, if you will, between uh, small, medium, large companies and uh, a source of capital for direct investments for high net worth individuals. I know for a fact that you've got a ton of experience in real estate and other aspects of the financial industry, decades of experience, and people can trust you with that. How, how can they pick up the phone and call you? Uh, numbers 901-498-2190. I know that you're a gigantic soccer fan, and probably the only thing you love more than soccer is helping people out. Yes. Uh, 10% of all gross proceeds in my firm go to the Catholic Diocese here in Memphis, and we're also involved in other charities as well. All right. What's that phone number again, and, and, and do you have an email address? 901-498-2190. Email haldowning7 at gmail.com. That's Hal Downing, President of Financial Wealth Services, 901-498-2190. Hal, thanks for coming in, and thanks for being a supporter of this podcast. Really do appreciate you. Thank you. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. Well, they're the kings of the world. I guess they can get on the bow of the Titanic. Liverpool man, come through big time in the FIFA Club World Cup, but it took extra time, and it was against a side you would not have thought would have been there. Yeah, I, you know, club said that the club was exhausted and, and everything like that, I, and they looked it. You know, when you have a team and a club team that looks tired, and they're going out there like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And they they pull it off. It took an extra minute, but, you know. Yeah, in the 99th minute, Roberto Firmino, a familiar suspect, uh, pops one in in extra time. They go on to beat Flamingo <laughs> by side of 1-0. You know, they've had some great matches down in the Brazilian leagues with Vasco da Gama. Usually think of those two, not Liverpool and Flamingo. But right. uh, uh, congratulations to Liverpool, which might have been their toughest match of the week because they were scheduled to play West Ham. So no right. wonder they're exhausted. They played a proper top Top Premier flight. League, yeah, top you know, side. Uh, but that game will be made up. But there's plenty of action around the Premier League. And, of course, with Liverpool off, a lot of teams had a chance to gain ground. Some of them didn't, though. <laughs> some of them, uh, quite honestly, slipped down to the bottom. <laughs> and, or, and then some of the bottom dwellers 
did all right. Yeah, so I guess we should probably start with Leicester City, who's been in second. They had a chance to maybe close a little bit of ground with that game in hand. Uh, and uh, Man City said, nah, not this week. Riyad Mahrez scores again. He's been getting more playing time with the injury to Sergio Aguero. Right. He's been making hay with that. Also, Gundogan scored. Uh, and then uh, Jamie Vardy got his yeah. league leading 17th in the win. But really, the biggest story was who scored the other goal for Man City. Right. It's only right that a guy named Jesus scores a week of Christmas. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus, yeah, knocks one in. He He's the actual real fill-in for uh, for uh, Sergio Aguero, and they went on a, and won 3-2-1. Then Did you pray that goal in? Do you think there was a little prayer going in? <laughs> Had to be, right? <laughs> you know, Brendan Rodgers was probably praying that that would have been a win or at least a draw on that one, but they, they failed to gain ground on that one. However... There is one team that's continuing to solidify its top four status as The Apprentice met the master and The Apprentice won. Good, good. So, uh, Willian got a couple of goals, and we're going to talk about him in just a moment uh, as well, and, and Antonio Rudiger too. Uh, but he got a couple of goals, and uh, once again, it uh, looks like Hung Sun Min uh, got another card. Man. And this one counted. This one this one was, you know, legit. Like, he deserved the card. He deserved the card in the last one too, but you know what, son? Maybe you need to rethink the strategy because that ain't legal. So the Blues defeated Tottenham by a score of 2-0. Uh, toward the end of the match, it got ugly, though, as there were some racist chants by some of the Spurs fans. Again. Again. Come on, man. This has been a theme that we've talked about a few times, Brody. Uh, and it's not, you know, we we typically hear about this in Italy, but now we're hearing it more and more in England. Italy, yeah. And it was kind of haunting because on the match, you could overhear the public address system doing the FIFA protocol saying, right. okay, listen, this is not going to be tolerated. And at some point you thought maybe the official was going to stop the match, but at 2-0, I think he was hoping that let's get the let's match over with, over with. Let's get everybody off the pitch. And notice, they, boy, he stuck to that added time. It was like he had a stopwatch in his head going, okay, we are here. We are at three minutes. This is done. Over with. So Chelsea solidifies their spot in the top four 2-0 win. But then it was a strange match at Goodison Park. As you have Arsenal and you have Everton both with brand new managers, yeah. but neither of them in the dugout this weekend because they were introduced late in the week. Mikel Arteta, who we spoke about, who I thought was going to be the was going to be the favorite to get that job, yeah. he, he got the job, yeah. three and a half year deal, called it, and then also um, Carlo Ancelotti. I never would have seen this coming no. to, to Goodison Park, but he is the new Everton manager. And boy, were those managers in for a treat, probably thinking, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself <laughs> into a nil-nil? I told you, Arsenal is a dumpster fight. He's got to burn it down. Just start grass, like, just literally burn the whole thing down. Everybody's out. you got to make the team again, you know? I would, you know, and we've pretty much said all the highlights. New managers, they showed up. That was about it. That was it, it. Was, um, it was a nil-nil. I will say this. Arteta said he liked the fighting spirit of his Arsenal club. Hey, How? He, there is nothing there. Well, you could see him watching the reaction of guys as they were getting subbed out of the match. Yeah. So I don't know if he was just looking for attitude. I don't know what he's going to do with Mesut Ozil. You know, that's been a whole interesting thing all year long. Yeah. Um, I think you have more to work with at Everton than you do at Arsenal right Honestly. I would say the fans are more behind you at this point. Oh, at absolutely. Park. Absolutely. When when the only chant that you hear at Arsenal is a boo, yeah, you got a, you got a long way to go. Absolutely. Hey, look who just walked in the studio. It's hey. two-time MLS All-Star, Ross Pauly in the house. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Sporting hey. his crate and gear. Yeah, Merry Christmas, of course. Two-time MLS All-Star, also the head women's soccer coach at Creighton University. Um, you came in at a perfect time because uh, we were going to talk about what, to me, was a big shock 
over the weekend uh, was the Watford match and Manchester United. I thought after beating Tottenham, after beating Chelsea, after beating Man City, you know, this should be very clinical for Solskjaer's team. Not so fast. No, it was an ugly game for Man U. You know, it looked like they didn't show up, weren't prepared, didn't put in the effort that they put into those those big games. And that's what you see. That's what you see when you uh, come up against a, a bottom team. You know, you think you're going to be a, just a uh, walk through them. But Man U's not at that stage right now. They can't just uh, put their big power on them. They, they're just not consistent. You know, it's, it's match to match. I mean, you see them come out against Chelsea looking fire. And then what? this Watford team, they look like they're not going to get relegated out. Spoiler alert, they're a bottom dweller, as as Tim puts it. They're going to get relegated, but they didn't look like it this week. No, they look, They honestly looked very impressive. Yeah. They, uh, they put uh, Man U under pressure uh, and got created very in well. the box. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. They looked like the better team. They were the better team. They absolutely <laughs> were, man. You've captained teams before. Uh, this Manchester United match. Is this more on the manager? Is this more on the players? Is there a share of the blame on something like this? Yeah, I think it's a share. You know, it's uh, they're in a they're in an awkward place right now. You know, they 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 are trying to develop the the young players. They they do the right thing within the academy, but uh, you know, Man used a club that it's hard to wait for that. So people put that extra pressure on them. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, they're just lost right now. They can't find their way. Do you see a move in the back? I mean, you you got the stat out there. 13 Premier League matches without a clean sheet. Does that fall on your keeper? Does that fall on your defense? Because honestly, looking at it as a defenseman, there's a lot of times where I'm like, clear the damn ball. What are you right. doing? You're right. holding it. You're, you're sitting there playing with it in the back. No, I think you nailed it. I think they're lost. Uh, when they when they go up against the top teams, they have a plan. Yeah. They have a plan. They're either going to sit back and counter or they're going to they're gonna go at them. And mm-hmm. it depends on what they have going into the game. I think when they, they don't have that pure game plan going into it, we're going to stick to this plan. I think they're just all over the place, and then they're getting stretched, and they give away those sloppy goals. The neon sign's about to open up for the transfer window. What's your first buy if you're Manchester United, in your opinion? Uh, man, uh, you got to go straight <laughs> up the middle, I think. Uh, yeah. They need a number nine. They, yeah. they absolutely need a number nine. That's what Manu has always had. They always have that player up top that's going to score you the goals, True. take the pressure off of you, uh, but you know, uh, center backs. You know, when you're giving away that many goals, you got to rely on your back line in there. And you Maybe somebody who can run because, quite honestly, that's why you saw the penalty kick. There was a little. It looked like a tired leg almost, yeah. but it was it was too early to be a tired leg. You know, uh, but that that just dirty penalty there in the yeah. box. Come on, you can't yeah. do that. That's what I mean. They're getting stretched. They're getting put on islands, yeah. and you know they're not defending together. So. That's what happens. We're going to have to borrow that phrase, put on islands. Put I've on never island. heard that one before. Let's let's steal that one Absolutely. from him. <laughs> By the way, top of the table, Liverpool at 49 points. Leicester, 10 behind. But again, remember, Liverpool has a match in hand yep. because they were overseas. Uh, City at 38, Chelsea 32, Sheffield United cracked the top five. We talked about them previously. They are for real. They're at 28 points. And then at the bottom, Aston Villa now in the bottom three at 15. Norwich and Watford only separated by goal differential for 19th and 20th. So there's your Premier League. Uh, over in La Liga, Leo Messi. We got to talk about a boy. Mm-hmm. Barcelona looks like they're they've decided they're going to take control, and they had a big weekend. Well, okay, it was a glorified scrimmage against Alaves, but still, <laughs> yeah. you got Messi, Griezmann, Suarez, uh, all scoring for them as uh, Barcelona basically just strolled to a four-one win there. And then Real Madrid has had an awful week. They had the well. I take that back. If you get a draw in the Camp Nou away in the El Clasico, that's not bad. It was nil-nil. 
but then you have another 90 minutes where you get nothing, and this time they misfired against Athletic Bilbao. I, I think that's exact. You nailed it right there. You got nothing. You got no creativity. You got no push uh, in, in your front three. I You got nothing as far as productivity out of your team. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the case right now. Barcelona takes a two-point lead uh, in La Liga Real, with 39, Real Madrid at 37, Sevilla 34, Athletic, Atletico Madrid 32, Real Sociedad at 31. And as we move on to Serie A, you know what, what the only thing worse than hot drinking hot ple- uh, pledge furniture polish is, <laughs> is lemon tea is lukewarm. <laughs> lemon tea that tastes like pledge furniture polish. Yeah, well... We're, <clears throat> uh, I'm telling you, put a little whiskey in there. You're good to go. Anyway, can uh, we do that on podcast? Yeah, why not? Right. It's the holidays. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you know, probably a lot of vino flowing uh, with uh, Lazio fans because they won right. the Italian Super Cup. Yeah, they got an upset, a three-one win over Juventus. The Super Cup is rotated and played around the world. This time, it was in Saudi Arabia. By the way, it's the Copia, Copa Italia winners uh, taking on the Serie A champs. That's what they do every year. It was uh, Lazio three, uh, Juventus one, mm. uh, AC Milan. You know, I know Ross. Uh, it had been, it hasn't been too long ago when AC Milan was a world power, and it's like they're just a shell of themselves yeah, now. Yeah, they, 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 they're another club, big club that's got to find their way. Yeah, they, they got to, got to find their way back up. I mean, Atlanta destroying uh, AC Milan five nil. That's one of those uh, again. Ten years ago, you times. don't think about that. No, no. no. Chance. Uh, and then you got Gattuso, of course, from, from Milan, moves over to Napoli. Big win, a late win against Sassuolo uh, over the weekend. So Napoli uh, continuing to rebuild. They're outside the top five, but they, they got rid of Ancelotti. You know, there was some unrest there. The players did not want to take a, re- a retreat after they'd had some poor results, which typically that's expected of you. So they were docked a week's wages. Uh, but it seems like maybe they're steering in the right direction. So top of the table, entering uh, Juventus. Um, still interesting. It's still interesting. <laughs> separated only by goal differential. Lazio six points back at thirty six. Roma thirty five. Atalanta now crack, cracking the top five, hanging on there and moving on up at thirty one points. Hotland. Bundesliga. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig and Bayern Munich triumph. Uh, you want to watch this one, Ross? Zipper Gladbach. <laughs> yeah, man. Ver- Boy, Zipper just, Gladbach. They've done nothing but slip. Borussia Mönchengladbach, right? The two-year-old came around with the scissors and chopped off that zipper, man. It's no good. Throw it away. Throw it away. And Schalke, too, by the way, they were held. Dortmund stumbled. You got Leipzig at 36. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach at 35. Woo-hoo! I got it. Bur- uh, uh, Bayern Munich, 33. Dortmund and Schalke at 30. You look like a guy that could have played in the Bundesliga, Ross, because yeah. you, had, you had some speed, but you, you have a little bit of physicality. Was that ever something... You ever kind of looked at? I absolutely did. I was yeah. actually over there in '97 uh, with Berta Bremen, and I was no uh, on trial with them for for two months. And actually, almost I had a contract. It was a youth contract, yeah. and, and decided to come back and play one more year in college and enter MLS draft. But, well, that worked out well because then you get you were like a first round draft pick, right? Like 11th or something. Yeah, I, I, I entered early uh, and was that first round. But when I think back, Berta Bremen at that time. Just stuck that one out. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been talking about you and Butch's <laughs> the manager. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to France. We'll we'll leave this with one sentence: Mbappe scores a brace, Neymar with a goal, PSG PSG seven points ahead of Marseille. That's all you need to know because that that league's been done since I don't know 2017. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, looking at the Dutch, AZ Alkmaar fell this weekend. Uh, dominated by 11th place Sparta Rot. Again, we've got a bottom dweller t- 
taking it to the top. Now wait, that's mid table now. Oh, okay. Okay. You're very you're, being, you're giving a very liberal definition yeah. here. Okay, sure. At three nil. Yeah, come on. Uh, Ajax then opened a can of uh, and announced their oh, what? Uh, that was a can of. That was a little wrestling term. <laughs> You know. Oh, that's right. Rossi's here. Yeah. yeah Rossi's Rossi, son's here. Rossi's son's here. And <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, their return uh, to the top with Atharata Ajax trouncing Den Haag 6-1. Should be an ice cream, right? Go, oh, get, a, go get a pint of Den Haag. Den Haag Especially with the little that, yeah. shell on there and they got the little nuts. Oh, come on. I love you, Den Haag. <laughs> Ajax has 44 points. Uh, AZ Outmore 41. PSV now in the top three again at 34. Well, I don't get this. Willem the second, but they're in fourth. The second is in fourth at they 31. They dropped at least, so now it's even. Yeah. And then, about and all the, even numbers. Yeah, not, pri- not prime number. Yeah. Uh, and then Feyenoord with um, 31 points, uh, and that's your top five in the Dutch League. Let's talk about MLS. Yeah, uh, we got the it. MLS guy it. in here. So we talked last week. Diego Valeri was one of the free agents still unsigned. Uh, later in the week, Portland Timbers re-upped him to a nice, sweet deal. Yeah. He has been integral in the Northwest. He is uh, the heartbeat of that club and, and looking forward to seeing him playing quite a bit more. Now, Sporting Kansas City had some big news. Boy, the they pulled off a big coup signing Liga MX veteran Alan Polito. Polito. Is that Polito? Yeah, Polito. Yep. He started for uh, Chivas and Tigres, uh, scoring 57 goals uh, and has five goals in 13 matches with the Mexican national team. Yeah, let me tell you, Peter Ramis, manager there, uh, te- old teammate of mine, I uh, actually talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he told me he was going out to really... Uh, elevate his team. He wasn't I mean, happy. what's that kind of, uh, you know, kind of dating style like? I mean, <laughs> do, do you tr- wine and dine him? How do, how do you pull this off? Uh, it's Peter Vermees. Uh, he, he is, uh, <laughs> it ain't the uh, weather, is he, it? He gets what he wants, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was that way as a captain, and now as a manager, man, he's a special manager, and uh, I don't expect anything less. He's going to go out and get the best. Wow. That Hey, listen, and Sporting Kansas City, you watch out. That's going to be a fire team. They've got they've got great fans there too. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to help. Saying, boy, that's yeah. going to help them. Uh, watch out if you are uh, the defending champs over in Seattle. You got a little uh, pressure now. Yeah, I think that's going to that's going to make for a, an interesting race come October. I think yep. when you're, they're starting to to set up for the playoff runs. All right, MLS schedules out for 2020. The reigning champion Seattle Sounders will open at home against the new look Chicago Fire. I don't know about that logo. Yeah, um, I'm not so sure either. You know, I know. It's a bit I, odd. You know, yeah. we got our podcast logo on Fiverr.com, and I thought they did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's hit or miss. It is. It is. Yeah. I think they're again. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting logo. If you have to explain what your logo means, then you've missed the point. <laughs> it work. Absolutely. I mean, Creighton or the Blue Jays. You look. It's the blue. You're the Blue Jays. That's right. right. There's it's no blue. question. We get it. <laughs> I mean, is it? You know, I look at the Chicago Fire. Okay, is this an episode of ER? Well, you know, with all the lines. You know, what is this going on? Um, by the way, newcomers Nashville host Atlanta no. opening weekend. That's going to be awesome. Ooh. Tough. And That's then, tough. and then David Beckham's Inter Miami visit LAFC. I guess they're getting the stadium ready, Lockhart. So they're going to ha- play two away matches, and then mid March they'll be down. It's at nowhere Lockhart. close to ready in Miami. It's, that stadium either. is nowhere near yeah. ready, and so of course they're going to start away. They're probably going to have to play the season away. I don't know if it's going to be ready mid-season. Yeah, I don't see Lockhart as a good place for that. That's where we played a long time ago. There, Miami so, Fusion matches. Miami Fusion, yeah. and it was. Uh, it's. It's not. 
it's it's small, you know, and yeah. it's out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't see it. You got a bus to dinner? That's not a good look. Well, remember Tottenham? It took Tottenham eight months into their season to open their new stadium. True. If you remember that. So uh, there's yeah. precedence but there. That's a, that's a, have you seen that stadium? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Taj Mahal in comparison. Okay, <laughs> that is the best. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right, anything else in MLS? No, uh, season kicks off February 29th. That is that. Yep. So let's talk about the transfer window. Let's take a peek through. When it comes to signing Kylian Mbappe, Antoine Griezmann, and Paul Pogba, Liverpool manager says none. That's my French. None. None. They are yeah. too expensive to bring in. Uh, we'll see if they if he brings in any youngsters. He's looking at a a sign and loan back deal. For a League One player, we we discussed last week. Yeah, I, I think they do go younger. I think they go fresher kind of legs with it. I, I know signing a name is going to do well with them, but I, yeah, I, I think it's too expensive, and that, that's not that's not going to fit their needs. Youth movement is something that Manchester United has gone with with Mason Greenwood, but they're looking for maybe some more youth too. Man United and AC Milan have their eye on 19-year-old Barca defender Jean Clark uh, Tobedo, and the Catalans are ready to listen if. One of the teams will throw in a buyback clause. I think they're high on this guy. Yeah. They'll let him go get some more seasoning elsewhere on somebody else's dime. But when he's ready, they want to bring him back. Yeah, well, come on. Wouldn't you do that too? you got a 19-year-old that's at least three years of, of seasoning, if you will, by the time he gets back. Yeah. Fire! Yeah. And then speaking of Barcelona, they're expecting an offer from Juventus for Ivan Rakitic. Juventus are in a dead heat with Inter. They need a little extra oomph. We'll see if they get that oomph come January, which is just a few days away and then maybe a quick update on injuries uh weston yeah. mckinney expected to be out until sometime in february after that dislocated shoulder going up for that 50 50 yeah and then doesn't look like that's a tear by the way in the rotator cuff it just looks like it was dislocated that's a four week i, I would say uh healing process and then you get he's got he's got medical you're looking at him it's like how does he know this he has some medical okay. certifications <laughs> yeah. because from a medical family it's not a good it's not a great <laughs> But I can BS with the best of them. <laughs> um, and then finally, Aston Villa's John McGinn broke his ankle in the 10th minute in their 3-1 loss against Southampton. That's at least a six week. That's, yeah, a minimum six weeks he'll be back. Uh, but uh, you are now up to date. Ross Polly, thanks for coming in. Merry Christmas, Merry brother. Merry Christmas to you, too. Would you mind, since you're in town, maybe for a little bit during the holiday, could we sit down and have a chat maybe and, and, and have a podcast episode of Ross Polly? We'll start this. the new year. With a little Ross Pauly. Let's hey. do that. Hey. There we go. Let's hey. do it. Love it. Thank okay. You. Book him. You put the down in ink. Put the down in ink and lock the front door. <laughs> All right. You're up to date. Coming up, former New York uh, Cosmo and Memphis soccer legend Tony Carbignani joins Brody and me. Yeah. And also uh, former Memphis Roads front office guy Hal Downing, too. Coming up on My Three Subs. Coming up next. And that takes us to the half. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. If you own a company or if you're a decision maker within a company, I think you're going to want to know about Ease of Approval. Easeofapproval.com is the website. Ease of Approval is a communication tool that is web-based. It's designed to replace email where there's an approval process. It's very flexible. You can use it internally or you can use it business to business. Look, email is great, but it was not designed to handle sensitive workflow. With email, you're just one delete click away from losing vital information. Ease of Approval's dashboard is transparent, which means all the users are going to be focused on 
on what's important, managing their workflow, not wasting valuable time trying to track down a valuable email. And Ease of Approval offers real-time oversight. You can see all the outstanding work that's required in the dashboard, and it's flexible. It's great for single companies or multi-divisional organizations. And Ease of Approval goes with you into those production meetings with real-time performance analytics, meaning you can show everybody who's delivering their goods and services on time and who is falling behind. Oh, and your finance and compliance people are going to love this too, because Ease of Approval provides a transparent audit trail and also simple invoice reconciliation into Excel. Accountability has never been more affordable and simpler. Go to easeofapproval.com and find out what they can do to help you stay on top of your organization. Ease of Approval. Accountability made simple.